Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Metroid. Super Metroid was published by Nintendo in 1994. And that came out in March in Japan, April in North America, and July in the PAL territories. Wow, that's a nice tight release schedule there. Yeah, lucky them. Now, this is the third in the Metroid series. Yeah, yeah, it calls out Metroid 3 at the start, you know, which always was a reminder to me because I never played the Game Boy, the number two, that is. Yeah, and like the previous two, it was also developed by the R&D 1 team at Nintendo. Now, this game was written and directed by Yoshoi Sakamoto uh, of Metroid and Kid Icarus fame. Mm. And, of course, it was managed or overseen by Gunpei Yokoi. Uh, This game had a two-year development cycle by only 15 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Small team, but it's pretty awesome. Like, uh, I mean, they spent their years wisely. Apparently, uh, that's longer than than some of the games at the time for Nintendo. They claim it took so long. I think there was a year build-up to that as well. But it took so long because of the fact that, uh, due to the constraints of it being such a large game. Right, right. It's it's a big one. Yeah, they had to make uh, basically separate worlds to accommodate the amount of graphic data. And that's why you take that elevator, I think, right, right. between the different areas. Now, the music in this game was composed by Kenji Yamamoto and Miniko Hamano, and they used a lot of previous music redone in 16 bits for this. Like Metroid music? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, man, the music is really good. Well, good news is uh, most of the tracks were released in an album. Uh, yeah, it's called Super Metroid Sound in Action, and it was released in June of 94, uh, oddly enough, by Sony Records. Ooh. <laughs> so I think this was before the bad blood. Yeah, before the breakup. Exactly. So, Nick, what kind of game is Super Metroid? Super Metroid is an awesome game, uh, but it's also a 2D side-scrolling, you know, action-adventure. It's a very explory game. Um, uh, really, you know, this is where you really get the, you know, Metroidvania. Like, it's this is where it really hits full stride, in my book, anyways. Oh, I would totally agree. In this game, you are Samus Aran, bounty hunter of it, space. One of the first uh, female uh, game protagonists. Yeah. And uh, as with the other Metroids, you can jump Mario style, which is that variable height, depending on how long you hold the jump. Yeah. But I mean, you have a little, you know, you have your normal jump and your kind of spin flip jump, which is slightly different. Uh, You have a pretty high floaty jump, which does take a little getting used to at the beginning. Yes, it definitely does. And the other important thing that Samus can do is shoot her arm cannon. Yeah. But you know what? Samus is not just running and shooting. Especially in this game, she can do so much more. Yeah, oh, you can do a lot in this game. Let's take a look around the HUD of your main screen, and that, I think, will kind of inform us of the more basic parts of the game. Indeed. Now, up on the top left, you've got your health meter. And this is not a traditional health meter. In fact, I can't think of any other games of the era that really utilize this system. Yeah, I mean, you have your, you know, your life is indicated, your health is in numerical points, you know, up to 99, and then you start accruing energy tanks, which give you an extra 99 health on top of that, and they're represented by little pink 
uh, boxes. Right. You know, most games you get like three hits or two hits, and each hit is a block. But I really like in this game and the other Metroids that it breaks it down to a much, much uh, more micro level. Yeah, very precise. You can see, you can, you know, if, if you've got the time and patience, you can do the math and be like, that did 60 damage or, you know, mm-hmm. X, X damage. And it's just cool to be able to get so much energy by the end of the game that, you know, you've got, I don't know, a couple, you know, thousand, I think, at that point. Well, yeah, you get up to, what, 14 mm-hmm. energy tanks? So that right there is, a, that's like almost 14, 1500 life. Like, like, cause, I mean, how many did you get in Metroid 1? Like six energy yeah, tanks? Yeah, not maybe? nearly as many. And uh, you'll need them by the end of this game. At oh, least yeah. I did. Yeah. Once you get near that lava, that was the. Ugh. But, <laughs> you know, there are energy tanks. And um, also, similar to energy tanks, are reserve tanks. And yeah. you can get four of those in the game. Yeah, which, I mean, we kind of talked about this before. I mean, they're really just more energy tanks in a way. Like, you, yeah. you fill them up separately, and, you know, they automatically fill you up when your life goes down to zero. So it's. Yeah. You know, they're only used once you die. Yeah. But, you know. They still refill your energy just like the other tanks, so they're not too crazy. Now, you can also get more energy from uh, little energy pellets that enemies drop when you kill them. Yeah, you get the, there's the small and large size. And, you know, Super Metroid does a thing that I really enjoy. Uh, they did not have to do, but is so nice. And that is that when you are full of energy mm-hmm. or anything else, the enemies don't drop that. Yeah, it's really, it's it kind of reminds me of uh, Legacy of the Wizard had a kind of, uh, you know, adaptive in item spawning thing. And, and this is similar too, like, but it's like if an enemy can, you know, sometimes they'll have a rare, like, super missile. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get one. You won't get them every time, but it just won't spawn things that you can't collect anymore. Right, and it's very nice because that can be so frustrating when you're like, oh, I've gotten health for the last 15 guys, but when I yeah. eat it, I can't. Yeah. At least they don't tease you in this game. So the other essential ingredient to the metroid formula that you're going to see at the top of that screen is the missile yeah you have a little um icon that indicates you know shows your missile count uh there are several other little items that we'll detail very shortly but this is the first one that you'll run up against and you just what is a select uh, yeah yeah toggle in and you can shoot away and when you find a missile upgrade that will give you the power to hold five more missiles yeah so and i think there are uh, 46 Missile upgrades. Yeah, so what's that bring your total? It comes out to a lot. It's over 200, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or well over two. Yeah, it'd have to be. I mean, I only, I had like 140, maybe 50 by the end. I did not get a lot of missiles. Right. Well, we'll talk about what I did here in just a moment. But, you know, the missiles are also found the same way you find extra health when you need to refill them. Oh, yeah. Enemies will spawn them. They die. Um, And there are places you can fill them up, but we can talk about that later. Now, the missile also has a uh, another feature. It doesn't just do damage, but it does do more damage than your gun. Yes. So, super handy there. You want to use them on all the bosses. Yeah, it's got a nice, fast, rapid fire. Uh, you know, you can shoot a lot of them quickly. Almost too fast sometimes. Yeah. And the other key factor is that you need them to open what they call red doors. Yeah. But they're totally pink. They, yes, they are. So, <laughs> but, you know. They were more red in Metroid 1, but, yeah, they, they're very pinkish here. Now... There are also an upgrade to the missiles. There are these super missiles. Yeah, which are... Uh, five more, times stronger. Yeah, they're more powerful. And some bosses take even more than, you know, five times the damage. Like, you can... It's weird when you look at the numbers of what, what it takes to kill. Some of them are, like, way weaker against super missiles. Some charge beams are better. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are because there was a few boss fights that, for me, just seemed to go on forever. 
I, I mean, I always start with super missiles at bosses because they're the strongest and, you know, that you don't, you want to be careful with your aiming because you're not going to have nearly as many. I think there's only 10 upgrades in the that game. That is correct. Only 10 expansions to your super missile slot. So you're, you're maxing out at 50 there, but you can use them to open green doors. Yes. And those do look green. So don't worry. Yeah. They're no very, confusion. yes, they are green. Now, once we get past the super missiles, there is another upgrade we need to talk about. Now, this isn't reflected on the screen. But it's one of the first upgrades you get for your suit, and that's the bomb. Oh, yes, yeah. Now, this should be familiar with anyone that's ever played a Metroid. It's one of the very first things you get. Yes. But, you know, assuming you have the morphing ball, you crouch, and then you turn in, you know, into a little ball, you can roll around and drop bombs. And you have infinite bombs, but you can only have three on a screen at a time. And that's standard Metroid rolls right. across the board. Although, later when you get the charge beam, you can get five bombs on the screen at once, but it's not that useful. Hmm. Now, the upgrade to the bomb is the power bomb. And this is not a wrestling move. <laughs> it is just a stronger bomb. It kind of it takes out everything on the screen. Yeah, it's a big yellow flash, and, uh, you know, they have their own ammo just like super missiles. There's 10 of them, so you can get up to 50. And the power bomb opens yellow doors. So that's pretty awesome. Yes, yes, it is. Well, since we're talking about um, the bombs, the, the morph ball, let's talk about suit upgrades. And, of course, that first upgrade is... The morph ball. Yeah. Um, and like we mentioned before, it's like if you press down, you crouch. You know, this is kind of weird because you, you toggle into crouch mode, kind of. Mm -hmm. You'll stay crouching until you press up. But if you press down again, then turn to a little ball, your smaller sprite. You can fit into some little areas you normally couldn't. Yeah. And, you know, this is a power you get in every single Metroid. And the question does always remain, what what exactly is going on when you turn into this ball? Like, where? Yeah. what's happening to your organs? And folding around. I, is magic? Who knows? Uh but it's cool. Some space distortions in there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you get the bombs. That's your next big upgrade. But then the, the one after that is where it really starts, you know, ramping up. And that is the spring ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it lets you jump. Which is awesome because... Uh, in ball form. Let me let me go back to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, I mean, you can... The bombs that you drop when you're in uh, the morph ball will kind of knock you around. So you can do these, like, bomb jumps where you're laying bombs. They're mm -hmm. pushing you up and stuff. They're very... I had problems with them in the first Metroid. See, it's a little easier here, but it's it still is. tough. But and spring ball, boom. You don't have to worry about it ever again. I would like to say in the original Metroid, I could bomb jump to the ceiling. I, man. Uh, that I, timing. I, it took me a long time to even, there's one, the one part where you're required to do it to get mm -hmm. into crates. Like I ran up to there and I could never get past the first Metroid at that spot for a long time because I hmm. could not get the bomb jump timing down. It's really satisfying once you do though. And, but like you said, the spring ball pretty much kind of gets rid of that. And it makes it way easier to find the secret passages that are so often found in these games. And since it's kind of a later game, you probably have your high jump by the time, like, you know, you're jumping like a full screen as your little ball. It's, it's pretty fun. It's nice. It is pretty cool. Well, and like you said, the next upgrade would be the high jump boots. And what those are, are exactly what it sounds like. Yep. Boots that let you jump higher really high like you already have a pretty generous jump but you're jumping over a, like a full screen of height like you know you can really a lot of vertical uh passages and things that you'll be jumping you're doing these massive jumps it's pretty fun and once you have these that's when you really can hunker down and try to master the two different jumps and we talked about them real briefly but i'd like to go over them in a little more detail right now okay uh, because they do play a part in some of your upgrades they do they do well, one of the jumps is your standard normal hero jump. You know, you're yeah. standing vertically, you, the legs tuck in, and you just kind of hover to your next spot. 
But in this jump, you can move back and forth a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this is the jump you use for, um, you know, when you're going up a vertical chasm or whatever these, with all the platforms in them. Yeah, yeah. You want to use as little lateral movement as possible. And we should say, um, while you're in the air, it's like, even on the ground, you have a full eight directional shooting aiming ability. So Mm -hmm. you can do all that in the air as well. But, and here's the tricky part. There is an unknown place at which you move too far to the left or right in your jump. Right. And at that point, your jump changes. And it becomes what I call the tuck and roll. Right. You, you do a little flip looking. Yeah, you're thing. spinning in the air. And yeah. I, I tried to read online where I was like, what exactly makes the difference between doing? And the best I could find was people were like, if you're pressing directions, I don't know, uh, like while you're running, you'll do the, the flip as mm-hmm. opposed to if you just hit jump and then... Yeah, and that's how I kind of felt like it was. I wasn't 100% on it, though, but it never really gave me any problems. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, in that jump, it is a little squirrelier, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you can go, of course, further distances with it. Mm-hmm. But um, as you'll see, there's also some changes to it with some power-ups. Now, another uh, power-up for your suit is the speed booster. Yep, yep. And with that, you can run extra fast. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, something after a short buildup. <laughs> I uh, I ran into some problems or stupidity on my own part where I for you know you can just hold. I think it's Y or depending on how you map your buttons, but you have a run button. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Like, yeah, before and, you get this. Uh, the funny part is my son, after watching me play through this, decided he wanted to to tackle it as well. Yeah. He got stuck at the exact same spot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I man. But I so, like, hey, did you check your controls? He's like, I looked at him. I was like, well, why don't you look at him again? <laughs> and then he did and realized there is a dedicated run button. Yeah. So. But once you get the speed booster, you're going even faster. You'll start glowing after you pick up enough speed. You can run through enemies and certain types of destroyable blocks and walls. And then th- now with the speed booster, and we'll go back to it, also with the uh, power bomb, there is an extra layer to some of these power-ups that you may not be aware of. Yeah, there's there's tricks, tricks to it, man. Like the speed booster has its own special power-up of itself. Some people refer to it as the shine spark, and it's not in the manual, so there's a lot of these things that I, I don't think I ever dealt with as a kid. Right, I mean, some of them you have to to get out of, And those, those are demonstrated for you. Uh, but so this one, the shine spark, uh, you do have to do in the game, I think. There's a spot where you're taught it by a creature. Yeah, by that ostrich or chocobo mm-hmm. looking thing and what happens is if you charge your speed booster and press a and upwards you will get like a little boost into the air yeah well it's like as you're running you like if you hit press down you'll stop running and then your glowing will switch from blue to a kind of more white like you you have a few seconds to then you can just hit your your jump button and you'll go up forward mm-hmm. diagonally now that does i think though take a little bit of energy yeah, it seems to take uh, drain your life the farther you were flying at the end. Because I ran up, there was a spot where I ran into this problem where there was an area where you just got to run through and you're on top of some sand, mm-hmm. quicksand. Well, I, I didn't think you could run, so I kept trying to do the, you know, like shoulder tackle looking thing. Oh, yeah. But if you're on top of the sand, it'll move you real slow. So I was just watching my guy barely move and my life was just plummeting. Ah. Hundreds of like, and I was like, I can't stop, like. Luckily, I, I ran into something before I died, but it was really, I was like, don't mess around with that. So Right. Yeah, so just so be careful. And then to go back and talk about the power bomb, there's a super secret thing with it. 
And I still don't even really understand it entirely. I, I messed around with it trying to get it to work. I couldn't. I, I, I had, I've done it in the past as a kid just for novelty, you know. And it's called the crystal flash from what I read. Yes. What you do is you have to have less than, like, I think 200 health or you have to have a very low amount of health. Yes. And then you have to have above a certain number of ammo in your super missiles, your missiles, and your super bombs. I think it's like 10 or 11 a piece. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even know how you do it. Uh, I something like charging. Well, it's like yeah, I you hold down uh, your button. I, I, you have to hit some directions. I, I was messing with it where it's like you hit like down, then down diagonal, and then up diagonal or something. And and then I, a, a charge goes off. It drains all of your weapons, but then gives you health. Yeah, it ref, I'm pretty sure it fills you all the way up, right? Uh, I don't. I never got it I mean, to work, yeah, and I, I never used it. So I, I, there were only a couple spots where I was like, maybe all this will work here, and they didn't. And they were always followed by an energy recharge station. So. Well, if you get it to work, let us know, Commandos. I do, I, and I knew of it because there was a, in Nintendo Power, back in the day, they had Super Metroid comics, and mm. this was like a dramatic point in one of the issues where Samus used it to yeah. save the day. I'll have to go back and reread this. So back to the power-ups, and now we're back to the jumping zone, uh, and the next power-up is the space jump. Yeah, this is a great one. This is new for this. Uh, I don't think was it in Metroid Two? No. Okay. No, it was not. And it's a, it's weird. It's not a double jump. No, there is a certain rhythm to it. It's that, like a series of never-ending jumps. Yeah, if, if only, you can do it correctly, you have to be spinning. Yes, this is a spin only, or the tuck and roll, as I call it. Yeah, and you get a cool. Uh, your sprite changes a little. Your animation, you look more like. You have uh, a little like electrical. Describe it. Yeah, yeah thing going on there with you and yeah it's really hard to describe but if you can get it right you can get to pretty much anywhere yeah vertically i mean or even horizontally if you get your timing right it kind of reminds me of the feather in super mario world where mm. you, there's a certain timing if you're hitting the button too fast it won't work or if it's too late but you no. can just keep getting these jumps and you just have to be right on it and find the exact right level of arc you know it's like the opposite like of that uh feather yeah yeah you know it's like instead of waiting for the the swoop down you're getting the right swoop over yeah right so. right but you know if you find it it's awesome i think you have to have it yeah yeah it's to uh, beat the game it's a little late uh when you find it but it opens up a lot of doors now up next is my favorite suit power up the screw attack it's yes it's awesome one of the final ones you get yeah it is the best and what happens is when you are in the tuck and roll you can destroy some blocks and most enemies and you're invincible. You start, you, you kind of glow and you, you get a new sound while you're doing that. And it's compatible with the space jump too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of areas where I was just like, I'm just blasting through, just jumping. You can almost fly. It feels like you're a Kirby almost. Yeah. It's just so uh, satisfying to have that, not only the immense freedom, but just the power of that spin jump. You don't have to be afraid anymore of any of the flying or swooping creatures. Yeah. And you get a cool, when you kill enemies, they like blast into pieces as yeah. opposed to just blowing up so you get a nice little animation indeed now next up is one that i would think would be my favorite but sadly is not and that's the grapple beam yeah it's i mean it, it's a weird grapple kind of mm -hmm. but it's because uh, you shoot a little like electro you know yeah thing i don't know what the beam grappling beam yeah and it's more like a tractor beam Yes, and, you know, there's certain blocks that have a little... It looks like a plus symbol on it. And that's where it fails for me, is it, it's only used on specific blocks. Right. You know, and then it, it acts exactly as you'd think. 
I mean, you can loop around as much as you want. It's kind of weird, like your momentum. You can get it. You can move up top and lengthen and shorten your beam, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can do a weird like where you grab onto the walls. Sometimes they're vertical shafts of all the grapple blocks. That oh you yeah, jump back. You can kind of do a wall jump while you're holding yeah, on. I remember that part, but it's still. I want so much more out of a, a grappling anything beam hook whatever you call it. It yeah, doesn't yeah. satisfy that itch for me. Yeah, I'm. This is something you use a lot for fighting. You know, it's like there are certain rooms where you got to use it to get through. And it's, some of them are fun because, you know, you can get going pretty quick if you know what you're doing. But mm-hmm. most of the time I would just stay really close to the blocks so I, I didn't screw up and fall. And then the final upgrade for your suit would be the X-ray scope. Which is an awesome item. I wish more games had something like this. It is. I, I remember as a kid thinking it was dumb and not being like, meh, whatever. Right, but right. As an adult, I'm like, this is amazing. In fact, I wish every game had a way for me to just kind of tool around and figure out the rest of the secrets. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to go searching. You know, you're shooting things well, and let's bombing explain things. what it is. Right, right. Uh, the X-ray scope is a beam that comes out of you that scans up and down and will show you any hidden areas. Yeah, it's like it darkens the the room and you have a little path of light that you're kind of aiming around while and it pauses the action while you're using it as well it looks really cool Mm -hmm. and then that that'll show you destroyable blocks hidden things passages you can just walk through i mean early in the game and you know kind of like in zelda where you go around you're just poking and prodding trying to find hidden stuff and and that is fun to a degree but especially you get this about halfway maybe a little farther towards the end of the game then it's just nice to be able to relax and be like I checked this this place for sure. I don't have yeah. to keep coming back with new weapons. Yeah, exactly. You're not like, oh, well, my gun is slightly different. I guess I'll come and try to shoot every block <laughs> in this, this room again. Yeah, yeah. It speeds it up. It's nice. And that does it for your suit upgrades here in Super Metroid. But now we're moving on to, I think, everyone's favorite part of the Metroid series. And that is the beams. Yes, the guns, the weapons. Now, I do think it's funny that they're not guns. They're never really no. referred to as guns in these games. They're always beams. Well, it is like you have your one of your arms is a is a cannon, a laser beam of whatever sort, and that just gets upgraded. You know? And I think that for me, Metroid uh, and Samus Aran was the first character I'd ever seen or even thought of having a gun arm. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It it's is. Like, them a Mega Man, maybe, but yeah. But for me, that was before Mega Man, and you know, as a kid, man. There's nothing cooler than a gun arm. I agreed. Or now, even as an adult. True. True that. I remember my mom once getting really mad at me because I was like, I think I could lose my left hand if I would get a robot hand. <laughs> and she classic. Don't don't say something like that. <laughs> but you know what? I I still stand by it. If I can get a future robot hand that shot off like a grappling hook, Ugh. I'd lose my left hand. For sure. But only for a grappling hook hand, not your standard modern oh, robot hand. Right, right. None of that chump stuff. Yeah, so any uh, hand collectors out there, just so you know. <laughs> Anyways, back to the beams. Beams. Uh, the first beam, you have your standard normal beam. And uh, what's it do? What, three shots at a time? Yeah, and um, it's a little bit better than the first Metroid because you don't have to get the long beam. You know, in the first one, you had oh, like yeah. a really short range one. But and at least you get the full screen here to start off with. Yeah, that's definitely a lot nicer. But pretty soon after that, you do find the charge beam. Yeah, and this is actually really awesome. Well, it's way awesomer than I ever knew, and I wish I would have known what you now know before I finished beating the game. Some things you can play around. I mean, normally you just you, know, you hold it down for a few seconds, you'll see some energy collecting, you'll start glowing, and you can shoot out a powered-up you know, shot that's pretty strong. It's 
for the most part, not as strong as a missile, but against some bosses or enemies, mm -hmm. it might be. But you can also, if you're if you charge up and then go into the ball, you'll just drop a spread of five bombs out at once. They'll go yeah. everywhere. It's, it's kind of cool, but uh, not, not very really. useful. No, I've never found an area where it was really that good. Right. But the real thing is that if you do a your spin flip jump while you're charged, you're invincible. Yeah, I I can't even believe that. I I uh, it helps with certain bosses a lot because you can just be oh like, I can totally <laughs> like imagine you can just jump through. You know, it's it's like having the screw attack, but it doesn't hurt anyone. But you can just get through. But there's so many bosses, and we'll get to them where they're just swooping at you over and over again. And during the swoops, there's not a lot you can do to attack them. Yeah. You got to wait for them to like come down and hover or yeah. do another thing or open up something. So, man, that would have made those fights. That's the big, because if you're just biting time or, you know, and again, even if you, you know, if, if you have the space jump before, you know, and it's before you get the screw attack, you can just do it. You can charge up and do this. And then you're just like, I'll just fly through all the enemies. I don't have to worry about anything. Indeed. So it's nice. And then following that is my childhood favorite beam. And that is the ice beam. Yeah, the Ice Beam is, uh, this is Returns from Metroid 1. Uh, Super classic. Yeah, you know, you freeze enemies. And, and it's really cool because it's not like, you know, a lot of other games. Uh, any enemy that you freeze while it's in the air is still frozen in that spot. Yeah, And yeah. then they can't hurt you, which is the, the beauty of Metroid. And you can jump on them and use them. Exactly. You can use those as platforms. It's, to me, the first time I saw that in the first Metroid, really blew my mind. Yeah. Well, it, and in addition to that, this is kind of an upgrade of it because in the first one, it'd be like, you know, if you shoot an enemy, it freezes them. Mm -hmm. And then you shoot them again and it unfreezes them. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, if they take eight shots to hit, to kill, it's like you have to keep like freezing, unfreezing, and freezing, and freezing. This right. one, it's like it won't f actually freeze them until they get to the last hit. Like you can shoot them two, three, four times and then they'll freeze. Right. And then you can, you know, destroy them afterwards. Yes, and not only does it freeze them, but it does do damage, so they can be destroyed. Yes, yes. Um, and the Ice Beam is also extremely useful when you're fighting Metroids towards the end of the game. Yeah, it's almost... You have to have it, right? Like I don't know of any other way to encounter to, to stop them besides yeah. the freeze. And, and if they get a hold of you, you're just screwed. Like, I couldn't even free... I just kept going back through doors to get them off me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was kind of... I was like, is there an easier way? But yeah, there, you want... There might be, but I didn't... I did not... I did not know it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you see Metroids, be ready and freeze them immediately. Yeah, like. freeze and run. I mean, I didn't even try to really destroy any of them unless they were blocking my path. I, uh, only at the very end, but... Right. Now, on to the next beam, and that would be the Spazer beam. Now, I don't know what a Spazer is, Yeah. but it sounds like some sort of intergalactic nerd insult. Or, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy is such a Spazer. Maybe it's a like a portmanteau of spread and laser. Oh, dude, it really is. I, I hope that's what it is. I, I just you, that, just thought of that right now. Where I was like, maybe. And it totally is. But, so, man, that just blew my mind. Uh, yes, the Spazer is apparently a spread laser. <laughs> uh, not a nerd insult in space. Uh, I will be calling people Spazers in the future. And what it does is it shoots three parallel beams. Yeah. In fact, they even spread out from the gun it when you fire it. <laughs> it widens your, uh, I guess you instead know, of beams, field of fire. I should say lasers. So, I guess, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, it's three beams or lasers that shoot across the screen. It's really, really strong and useful. Yeah, it makes hitting, um, especially angles, airborne enemies, little squirrely guys, it, it takes a lot of the uh, stress of aiming out of it. Indeed. Now... Uh, I screwed up, and we're going to backtrack a second, but I'm not editing it because, well, I'm lazy this time. Oh, gotcha. And we forgot to mention, um, 
one of the powers of the ice beam. And that is from the ice beam on, all of the beams have a secondary superpower. There's okay. not explored in the in the anything I had ever seen as a child. Okay. You're giving me a confused look. Yeah, like what what are we getting at? Oh, literally every beam if you combine if you equip the beam and the charge beam, mm-hmm. you will do a super shot with it. Like when you charge it up? Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, different for every weapon. Oh, okay. I you know cuz it's like you can just have them all on. Right. So I always just did until, you know, well, later, but. if you decide to just have the ice and charge beam on together and the power bomb, that's mm-hmm. the other key factor. So you have to have just the beam you want, the charge beam and a power bomb. Okay. And then you charge the shot. When you fire, you will get the specialty shot. Mm-hmm. And for the ice beam, uh, you get four bolts of ice that encircle you Whoa. and you can just run on. And then whenever you hit an enemy with one of those circling bolts, it'll freeze them. Will, it, will the bolt go away? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I did not know So that. it's like a special <laughs> freezing shield. Sweet. Agreed. I didn't know any of this as a child. And yeah, this is news to me. There are some really cool things that happened that I was like, this was not even part of the instruction manual? No. I mean, uh, I don't know. I always rented it, so I never had the instruction right, manual. Right. Um, but then, so the spacer beam, it also has its own power up. And uh, you get two, like, spacer bolts. They fly back and forth, like, as almost if they're doing, like, a twin helix around you okay and then they shoot into the sky and a uh, a bunch of like sparks fall around you and her enemies wow it just like what full screen hurt damage mm, i would say about five uh samuses on either direction okay wow you're awesome. gonna have to look these up because the best part is like the graphics for these are amazing and i was like these are buried like these aren't like touted <laughs> yeah. as this is the awesome things you can do in the game i, I will definitely check these out yeah, so, you know, that's the special power-up of the Spacer Beam. But then up next we have the Wave Beam. Yeah, and uh, you get a little, you know, the, the beams move in and out together. But the big thing is, you you know, it's a little stronger, I think. But I you, feel like this is a noticeable strength upgrade. Yeah, but it, it the big thing is you can shoot through walls now. Yeah, that is the, the walls and blocks. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it allows you to clear guys away before you even get close to having to deal with them. Yes. And uh, same as before. Equip it, charge beam, and the power bomb. Charge up your shot. And the wave beam, you get these, like, four little wave, like, the actual dots of the wave beam. Okay. They go in and out of you, like it's targeting or something. And then you can kind of pick a direction and shoot them all that direction. Hmm. And I guess it's stronger. That one I never really used much. Fair enough. I mean, I tried it out to see it. So it was pretty cool. Um, But the wave beam, it's really fun just because, like... I don't know. It's one of the few uh, weapons in a game that has that weird, uh, such a satisfying sine wave to its, yeah, to its yeah. uh, attack. It's not like it's going to miss an enemy. Yeah, it's it's a cool effect, but it doesn't really mess with your the utility of the of the beam. It just makes it a wider, uh, yeah. you know, attack area. And then after the wave beam, we have the plasma beam. The final beam. This is. It's even stronger than the wave beam. It's just a strength beam. upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't notice anything. Does it get any special power though? It got. It gets green bullets. Mm-hmm. But it also shoots through enemies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll so keep going. Yeah. That is its uh, next upgrade. So not just through blocks or whatever, through enemies. So that makes it very, very useful in crowded rooms. But yes, it also has a super move. And if you do the aforementioned equipment selection, mm-hmm. charge it up, you will take um, four plasma balls, and they will circle around you and they will like expand in and out in and out until they just go off the screen and anything that they hit will 
die right in right. that that in and out wave of expansion and so do these like consume a power bomb when yes you do they them? do okay they do man i but, wonder if you could use those to get metroids off you I, oh i, I don't know you, maybe <laughs> I, I feel like um i didn't do it because i was just like it was late at night and i was just in the zone but if i would have been thinking the freeze one might have been really good for running through the metroid area right right man and then there is uh just one final beam and you know it's a bit of a spoiler that is what they call the hyper beam. Yeah, and yeah. you get it at the very, very end of the game, and it's used in the final boss fight. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's all right. It's just a big rainbow-looking laser. It's yeah, really strong. No, no special charge for it. Yeah. So you're not missing mm, out. Okay. Now that's it for suit upgrades and beam upgrades. But then you actually do get a, a couple different suits in the game. Yeah. Um. You know, you get the the various suit comes makes an appearance again. Uh, Thank goodness. Because yeah. then you you finally look like the classic Samus Aran. And in my you get book. yeah, and you get the you know it, it does it brings the damage you take down to half, and you can go in some areas that would normally do heat damage to you. Yeah. So any of the like uh, hotter areas, just Norfair, right? In is... Norfair, yeah, exactly where it is. Uh, you you will withstand the elements there. And then the next upgrade, the gravity suit. Now that's the bigger deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird looking, a little pinky purple. Yeah. But uh, it lets you move in water, unrestricted. Yeah, which, which is so nice. It helps a lot. <laughs> and then it makes you immune to lava. And yeah, and it reduces your damage down to a quarter. So yeah, that's a further um, health protection upgrade. Big note though, it does not protect you from acid. Yeah. So don't think you're jumping into that. Yep. Yep. Made yep. that mistake yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that is that's it for the upgrades. That's it for the suits. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick, this is a first-party game. Mm-hmm. This is a Super Nintendo game. It is. So I'm really hoping we've got a good manual on our hands here. Well, you have not hoped in vain because this has a great manual. Excellent. Uh, we're looking at 35 pages. Ooh, wow. So it's pretty beefy. It's, you know, of course, full color, lots of screenshots, and some really good, you know, drawn artwork of creatures, you know, Samus, etc. Okay, cool. Um, at... Uh, now, we get a story section, kind of, where it recaps, you know, like, and it kind of does in-game as well. Recaps. I was going to say, the game does a pretty good job of getting you up to speed with the story. So is there anything extra added in the uh, instruction book? Not that I could really, okay. not that I saw, you know, it's just like, you know, Metroid 1, you went, blew up Mother Brain. Metroid right. 2, you leave with the, the baby Metroid, and then, you know. Then the game starts. Pick it up from there. And, uh, you know, but it's a lot of, you know, goes through controls, um. The screen layout shows your map, you know, kind of talks a little bit about each of the six areas you, you will go to uh, in the in the game. And, uh, you know, you do get a neat little, uh, it's like a side view or a cross-section map of, it's not an actual map, but it just shows the different areas relative to each other. And, you know, okay. it's like, well, Meridia is the water area. There's okay. a wrecked ship up here, you know. They're vaguely directed in the right areas. That's cool. Now, I'm guessing it goes over your equipment a little bit. Yeah, everything that we went through, you get, you know, pictures of all the little icons, what they look like, how, you know, now, screenshots is it of what works. of the icons, or is it the actual in-game icons? It's the actual icons. I'm so. always fascinated by when they choose to draw the icon. Yeah, well, you know, they used to draw a lot of things. Right. right. <laughs> all right, what about enemy lists? Um, there is a decent list of enemies at the end, you know, separated by area. So okay, that's cool. There's like four or five or six enemies for each one that you can get names for. A lot of them are, you know, repeats from the first Metroid. So mm-hmm. same names there, um, which most of those I remember learning from the, you remember the old 
the black oh. the, the black Nintendo complete player's guide or whatever. The, yeah, the player's guide. It had a bunch of their, their names in there, so I learned some then, and they're still here. And it also names all the bosses. Okay, good, because I, I don't know what any of their names are, and I gave them goofy names. I can't wait to hear them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just a very, uh, you know, it's a, a high-quality you know, instruction manual tells you everything. It's the first time I remember seeing the name of the, you know, the big bird, the Chozo statues. Yeah. Like, they've now, been in all of them before, but I had never seen the name until this manual. So that's gotcha. where I was like, That's okay. the only thing I do know the name of, and that's because of uh, the Metroid Prime series. Right, right. That the Chozo lore features oh, very yeah. heavily <laughs> in those games. Yeah, we just have the statues here. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's all she wrote, really. It's a good job. And, I, you know, my final question. Any room for notes? There is not. Yeah, good, good on them. So they've moved past it. So on the final page, it does give you some hints about learning maneuvers from creatures on Zeebies. Okay. So it kind of establishes, Wait, you know. Zeebies? Or Zeebs? Oh, I just called it Zeebs. I always thought it was Zeebies. Cool. Well, I mean, whatever. I, <laughs> hmm. Moving on. Let us know, Cartridge Commando. Zeebs or Zeebies. Uh, anyways, and it does let you know that you can get different endings based on your time that you beat the game in. And oddly enough, I think it's time and or completion. Right. I, I'm not sure how they factor into each. I didn't get a very good one. But, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll discuss those endings later. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Metroid? Um, I, I never owned this game, but I borrowed it from someone, a friend in high school, mm-hmm. and I was able to beat it then. Well, you know, it's similar for me. I never owned it. Uh, but I rented it many times and I did beat it back then, but it was one of those rare, uh, cases of the summer double rental Oh, where you would get your rental. You're like, I'm so close. I want to beat this game. And you convince your parents to re-rent it. Right. Right. But you have to go to the store and then rent right, it again. Yeah. And you know, and that was the thing you would have to do with any games that had a save file on it. Yeah. Because you you didn't know if that file would still be there the next time you got that game. It's not coming back, man. It's not like passwords. No, no, not at all. Now, I did buy this game again on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, right, right. And then uh, again on the Wii U Virtual Console. (laughs) And uh, I have played the first half of it, I don't even know how many times, across those two platforms. I did beat it on the Wii U, I think it was eventually. Now, what was your more recent experience here, Nick? Um, I, I beat this game. Um, I'm trying to think of my time at the end. It was like eight and a half hours or something. So, I mean, and a lot of that was, time. well, I'm kind of a bonehead. There's a lot of needless, uh, backtracking and certain okay. things I did where I was like, I wasted an hour just farting around, but right. I had fun doing it. So, you know, it's a, it's a fun, fun game. All right. Well, I played it about five or six times and, uh, this is where I will admit that I did cheat a lot, at least. <gasps> Partially. Uh, what I did was there are some very interesting Game Genie codes mm-hmm. for this game that only work if you have a save file. Okay. And what they do is you can add energy tanks, missiles, super missiles, and super bombs to your save. Gotcha. So I saved as soon as I could because, like I said, I have played the first half of this game so many times in the past right, few years. Right. I was just not really wanting to do it again. So I just went ahead and off that first save, just front-loaded my guy with about five, I think, energy tanks, a okay. good 20 you know, super missiles, another 50 normal missiles. And that way I didn't have to deal with any of the side junk and I could just barrel through the main portion of the game. I was, uh, you know, I haven't played this game in a long time. 
So like I was going in almost blind. There were a few things I thought I remembered, you know, you know, vague, bigger picture things. Uh-huh. But I, uh, and there's some things I thought I remembered that don't exist. So, uh, I wasted a lot of time trying to do these phantom, uh, tasks. I see. Well, that sounds better than a phantom menace. So, <laughs> you know, slightly. I don't think I put in eight hours. I think my final time was around the five and a half to six hour mark. I, I should have written it down because I you also asked me about my percentage, and I think mm, it was at eighty four percent. Mine was seventy six. So, but then again, I'm not sure if it counts the extra tanks I added or whatnot. So, right. But, you know, this is a game you want to go back to. That's a great way to deal with the the beginning of this game. Just give yourself a little extra boost, you know, and you still have to find all your guns and. Sorry, your beams. Beams. And you still have to fight the bosses, so. Yeah, yeah. I consider it, you know, light cheating. Well, guys, I know it's a little shorter than normal, but this is where we're going to wrap up part one of our Super Metroid episode. You know, there's so much in this game, so much we love that we don't want to try to cram it into an hour and a half, and it's definitely going to be a little longer than that, so. Um, it's it's right up there with Zelda, man. This is a definitely a, a two-episoder. Yeah, so hopefully you're not too angry and you did read the title, so you were aware. Or maybe you just held off and now you're ready to switch over to the part two that you saved this one for. Yeah, enjoy. But, you know, next week will be part two of Super Metroid. So, I guess continue playing. And yeah. Hopefully you found it. If you haven't played it yet, this is your time to go. You you heard all about the weapons, the suits, the, the beams. Hopefully that primed you up and you want to jump into the world of what do you call it zebus zebes zebes <laughs> or zebes but you know uh, there are many ways to find this game play it however you can and remember folks if uh, there's anything we forgot or got wrong uh kindly let us know at cartridge command at gmail.com and we'll get back to you in the future yes yes we will Yes, thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on the Twitter at Cart Command. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Androids, whatever it is you listen to podcasts on. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you know, that's where we post updates about when the show's coming out. But also, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the games that we are talking about, you know, where they were at when they were playing them or what kind of memories they bring back. And we always love reading that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. You know, tell a friend about Cartridge Command. Grow that Cartridge Commando army strong so we can... I don't know, just have more people listening, more people playing. Yeah. Get the conversation rolling. And of course, we need to thank our Patreon supporters because it is those cool cats on Patreon that make this show actually possible. You know, we've had a lot of technical difficulty and uh, we, we rely on those Patreon supporters to give us the money we need to buy new equipment because we're just a couple of working stiffs and we do this for fun. Yeah, man. Just a couple spazers. <laughs> yes, we are. But as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! Now, on to the... A little thunder action. Oh, yeah. Thunderoos.